to change that right now. No more spirit of the net. So welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another, another, oh, I cannot talk. 
Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of Prayer and Precare with your girl, Georgette, aka the Preaker. And am, yes, the Preaker. I am super excited because in the building, I have none other than Dr. Latoya Bailey, and she lives in my hometown. So I'm super excited because she is in Philadelphia. So I am going to be talking with Dr. Latoya Bailey today. I'm going to go ahead and get into a word of prayer. I will let Latoya introduce herself. And then after she introduces herself, I will tell her where our topic of discussion is today. And we're going to get this thing started and we're going to pray right now. So we're going to get rid of that gnat too. Come on now. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you right now, Father God. First and foremost, we thank you for another opportunity, Father God, to be here, to be amongst the living, Father God. I never understood when, when my grandmother and the older elders used to always say that, Father God, but if you just keep on living, we understand. And so, Lord, we thank you today for being amongst the living, Lord God. Lord, and I just pray right now a cover of protection over Latoya right now as she is in her car, driving, taking the time to, to talk to me, Father God, to take out time to, to be able to talk with me on this afternoon, Lord God. Lord, I ask that you put a hedge of protection around her, keep her safe, Lord God, as she's driving, Lord God. Lord, I thank you right now, Father God, for even having the donut to be able to change the tire, Lord God. And so we thank you right now, Lord God. We know that you will provide, Father God, that the tire will be taken care of. Everything will be done, Lord God. And we thank you in advance for it, Father God. Lord, I thank you for this conversation, Lord God. I ask that you let us have laughter, Lord God, that we're able to open up, Father God, to be able to reach someone, Father God, even if it's one person, Lord God, that will be able to learn something new from this, Father God, whether it's to learn something new about you, Father God, whether it's to learn what they need to do to come to you, Lord God, whether it's something that they need to learn in their personal life, Lord God, as long as we can touch one, that is all that we ask, Lord God. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We praise you. We glorify you. We magnify you in your son Jesus name. We pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 All right, Dr. Latoya. She always be like, don't call me Dr. Latoya, but you are. You earn that doctor. So listen here. The people need to call you Dr. Latoya Bailey. So yeah. what do you want the people to know? Tell the people what you want them to know about who you are, what you do, whatever it is that you want to share. I always let my guests give their uh their comments on that. That is a that is a, a, a mouthful. You know, people say um, that we should not confuse who we are with what we do. Absolutely. And I'm, and I'm still, you know, I'm still struggling with that because so much of what I do is, you know, I, I label that as who I am, but I will do my best. I am Toya Bailey, Dr. Bailey. Um, I have been in educator for uh i made my 25th year uh in january so i'm very proud to cross over uh the 25 year mark of being in education i am a godmother of five um i have not 
um, had my own children, but I am very, very active in the lives of my godchildren. Um, I am a sister. I am a daughter. I am a friend. I am a, I am a listener. I am a confidant. I am a child of God, and I am always learning. I am a life learner. Um, doesn't matter how old I am or how old I get, every day I am learning. And so, you know, when I say I'm a life learner, there isn't one day that passes that I have not learned something new. And so, um, you know, to encompass like, you know, you know, who I am, like I'm all of those things, but you know, I am an imperfect child of God. Like if you were to ask who I am, that that's pretty much who I am. So regardless of the the having a doctorate and, and being in education, like I am not perfect. That's the first thing I tell people. And that's one of the things I share with my staff first, because I wanted them to know that I will make mistakes. Um, but I will gladly and proudly recant for them. I apologize when it's not when it's when when something's my fault. And even when something's not my fault, just to make things better. Like I'm not above that. Um, I'm not haughty. I'm not too proud. Um, but um, I'm all things Leo. So if, if all that you know about Leo, I am all things lioness. Um, but yeah, like those, those are the things that encompass um, who I am. But yeah, that's just a little bit about me. I'm kind of I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of boring a little bit. I'm trying to get, get a little fun with with not being so boring. I I live vicariously through people who travel. Um, I'm learning to becoming to become a world traveler. Um, there's so much outside of the walls we call the United States. So much greatness. Um, that people who, who I've learned who get stuck in, you know, being um, a citizen of the United States, you will never know how much you miss unless you are willing to explore outside of that. So, yeah, that's just a little bit about, about who I am and what I do and, and how I'm trying to grow. Yes. And now I'm officially part by just a really focus. Yes, awesome. I know. I was like, Lord, and let this connection stay, but she's partnering. No, awesome. Okay, great. That's awesome. And girl, well, you know I love to travel, so I definitely I know, I know. And I <laughs> like that part. As a matter of fact, that's how we got to know each other. I think that was your fortieth birthday, that first little trip that we took. I'm going to go with what I heard 
Um, and for, I think this is for the season that you are in right now. Um, and, and so my topic today, um, I kind of got this kind of the last time we were just talking, but I want to talk about learning God's voice because I have so many people ask me all the time, like, Georgia, how do you know it's God talking? How do you know God's voice? How can you decipher God's voice? And there was a few things that we talked about the last time. And hopefully, um, Toya is pretty open and transparent. So I know that she will be willing to dive into these things that I have to ask for her. But that's, that's where we're going to go. And so I, I, I even just want to start there. Like, how do you respond? Because I tell you, people ask me that all the time. So how do you respond when someone asks you, you know, how do you know that that's God speaking to you? So how, how do you even respond to that question? That is such a loaded question. That is really good. I, I, I had no idea, everyone, that she was going to ask that question. So this is not like one of those things I got to prepare for. I just need you to know. But um, I appreciate you asking me that question because first thing I want everyone to know is that as you grow with God, how he speaks to you changes. It does not um, stay the same. It is not um, something that the way that he spoke to you when you first got saved is the way that he will speak to you when you are uh, 10, 15, and 45 years in, right? So for me, how I know how I know that, um, how did he see um, How did I, how do I know that God is um, speaking to me is because the voice continues. Like it never stops. The voice continues. I hear it in my sleep. I hear it in my spirit. Um, I could be driving down uh, the street and I could see it on a billboard. Um, there's something that will come out of the voice of a child and I know, oh my God, hi Jesus, I hear you. Like, And that is how I know, like, this is what God, this is God. This can only be God. You know, I've even had someone say something to me that never knew what was on my mind or they'll say, you know, I'm so sorry. Um, I please don't take this the wrong way, but I really just feel compelled to tell you X, Y, and Z. And I'll say, like, you know what? Go ahead. Don't feel uncomfortable about saying what it is you want to say because it must be God. Because God knows how to speak to me. He's he never brings me anyone, he never brings me anyone that I won't receive the information from mm. like someone who I don't know someone who dislikes me or someone who I don't respect God knows I'm not going to receive that word from them my words will all most of the time my words come from strangers people that will see me they will read my countenance or they will say you know please don't think that something's wrong with me, but I just, God just told me to give this to you. I had a woman give me $30 for it in the park and I cried and I cried. And this was two summers ago. She gave me $30 and I cried because I really needed like money. I didn't have any money. 
And I'm like, who is this stranger giving me $30? And I was like, no, 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 no. It's not, it's, it's okay. Like, I don't really need it. She was like, if I don't give this to you, I'm not obeying God. Like, things like that. And then that opened the door, a relationship um, between me and that woman. And so it always leads to something else. So, so in the short, and to, get, to go back to the question, like, how do I know that God is, when it's God? Because it's a voice that does not go away. It's a voice that comes when I'm sleeping. It's a voice that comes in, um, you, know, you know, in my spirit very, very strongly. Sometimes words can go across a screen or someone will say something in a movie and it's so timely and, and you, you have to get to know God's voice for yourself. So for me, when God speaks to me, it's not this long drawn out. And when God speaks to me, it's never usually more than like five words and it's very concrete and it sticks with me. And I'll wake up and I'll, if it's when I'm resting and I'll write it down or if it's something that I'll hear. I'll write it down because I know that it's him. And I'll, I'll meditate on those words uh, because I want to I wanna make sure that I'm moving forward and that it is God and not the voice that, you know, because we have a voice too. So, you know, everybody thinks, you know, the enemy, the enemy, the enemy. No, your, your flesh has a voice too. And so, you know, I don't want to get God's voice, my fleshly voice, uh, the voice of my past or the voice of the enemy or even the voice of others confuse me with the voice of confuse me with the voice of God. I want to be clear and know that it's the voice of God. And so when you have, you know, um, one thing that the children of God should like all of us should we should 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 really know is that we all have a relationship and a path with God. If you think about the last time he talked to you, what did you feel? What did you go through? What was that like? And you will remember, we all have a memory, and your memory won't lie to you about God's voice. It has never, ever, ever failed me, my memory about God's voice to me. Even though it's, it's changing, it's changing because I'm changing and I'm getting closer to him, but his voice never changes how he speaks to me changes but his voice doesn't change if that makes sense but if this is recording people of god i hope that i hope that that is is clear to you and and you know if it's not clear to you tell god i want to be clear i want to hear your voice lord i don't want to miss your voice i don't want to miss this opportunity so can you please Help me to recognize your voice. Ask him. He'll make it plain to you. He'll make it clear to you so that you will know that it is him. So what I was, you kind of touched on it a little bit. What I wanted to know was, you know, can you give an example or a situation where you knew it was God? And you kind of talked about it a little bit. Oh, okay. The lady with the $30. So you can share that or you know, if you want to give something else, but that was my, what I was leading into next. Like, can you give a situation? Absolutely. Um, and you knew it was God speaking to you and then follow up with that. Like, what did you do and were you obedient to what he said? Wow. Okay. So I'll give you uh, my most memorable um, recent uh, 
time when God spoke to me, and it has to do with my position now as a principal. So I have South Philadelphia High School on my shirt. Tomorrow is officially my last day. Um, but I am now going to be the principal of the Arts Academy at Benjamin Rush, which is a special admit high school in Philadelphia. So before I mention that, I have to say that um, I always knew that I was going to become a principal. When I say always, I just have to say for the past um, maybe 10 years, I knew that I was going to become a principal. Um, God told me in a in a still small, small voice become a principal. It was as simple as that in the middle of the night. Now, I thought someone was in my house, and I jumped up, and I'm like, who's in my house? Like, that's how loud the voice was. And then the voice was that loud in my spirit. That's mm. And it woke me up that that's what I said. So I started crying. And I started crying because I didn't want to be a principal. I didn't want to be a principal because building principles, uh, when you're the boss of anything, when you run anything, all responsibility falls on you for your teachers or your staff become your responsibility for decisions that they make fall on you. So I was like, I gotta do it. So I was not obedient for a few years because I didn't enter programs to like do the thing and everything. And God told me why he wanted me to become a principal. I wasn't going to do it. So something where in order for the move of God to happen, like he told me that there are people who are empowered as principals and as people in charge they don't recognize their power and they use their power for um for not to be good in the community and in the lives of people. So he said to me, I need someone who is going to be my son, going to take care of my son and do what I need done by my son. So that's what made me move because I saw things in inequitable that been done to the life of my goddaughter that was disrupting my household, her household, and it's like too much. And so I recognized and I realized that's what was happening in 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 my life because of her. Imagine how many other children felt like that based on the decision that their principles. So fast forward ten years later, here I am. I am um, interviewing, deciding where to interview to to, to become a principal, and um, that I like become available at the same time. So I sent my application in. So you can only have one school of course. So I'm like, well, which one should I choose? They're both great. And I say which one should I choose because I believe that God was going to give me So I drove to the school, to one of the other schools. I drove up to the school. And I'm driving around and driving around. And I felt no connection. I actually wanted to cry. 
And some people were like, why do you want to stop? And I said, because I knew that was not true. Because I felt nothing, nothing leaped in that spirit, nothing spoke to me about the building. And I spent a considerable amount of time driving around the building. I got out, I walked around. So I knew that wasn't my thing. So then when I go to my, my school, my current school, everything started leaping and all these ideas came to my mind and I just started feeling something, feeling excited, feeling nervous at the same time. And I knew and I felt my school, but I still didn't want I was nervous about applying. I was nervous, and I'm like, I told my coach at the time, I'm not applying at this. He said, Why would you not? That's like an awesome blah blah blah. And I said, Well, that's been having some equity problems. And he said, And and I'm like, That's a big deal. Like I said, I am like all black women. Like they're not gonna want me. And he said, But you're the top kind of person to go. So I'm praying and I feel God that's your school. That's your school. So I applied and my application was or my resume was pulled for an interview and out of five respects that they interviewed, they pulled my name and sent my name forward. Usually
you know, that is the thing that is right for me. It's because if we believe that we are a part and part of the fabric of what he's talking and what he's doing in the kingdom, we have to believe that we have a very strategic, uh, that we have a strategic role in what he's doing. And so if you really have a strategic role in every place that's not for you, every Every uh, is not supposed to be your friend. Every uh, community is not where you're supposed to be. You are allowing God to be of every facet of your life like that, and you want to be mighty in the kingdom in that way, then you've got to include him in those decisions. And that's, that's how I know. I don't feel common to miss it. Because we only get we only get this 24 hours. There's never going to be another June 21st, 2021 at 3.30 p.m. You only get that one time. So I don't have time and at 47 going on 48, I don't want God to think that I need to have me constantly like send this person, Lord. I need to send three people so I know he's really good. Like, we don't have any kind of time. People are dying. People, mm. are losing, people are losing out. People are losing faith. Why do you up here playing church and playing God? Like, if you want to do this thing to him, do it. If you're not going to let him do something else, it's that, it's, 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 it's that, it's, it's that, is it hard? Yes, it's hard. You know, was it hard for me to say, um, Regardless of anything and the fact that the majority of my staff at my new school don't look like me, was it hard for me to say, you know, God, I'm going there and, and I'm just going to trust everything that you say that you're going to Yeah, that was hard, but he's not felt, so of course I trust him. And, you know, he's gotten me to a place in him where I have to be okay with being uncomfortable. If I'm going to start doing things for him and doing things, for the sake of the kingdom, I can't, I can't always do something. And, you know, for me, uh, you know, um, uh, 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 a little back from Disobedient, I lose. Ooh. You know, I can't, I can't sleep. 
um, things are very disrupted, and then I get agitated with other people that didn't have anything to do with it because I'm not being obedient. It's like, don't do that. Yes, get yourself together. Yes. Can you can you walk us through a time um, when God told you what you needed to do to get to your next step? And that's what we, we talked about this a little bit. And so hopefully you will share this about, you know what I'm talking about, where I'm going. He, he gave you something very specific that he told you that you needed to do in order to get to that next. Well, there's a couple different things he gave me to do. So I don't know which one you're talking about, but um, there's one that's with my finances and there's another with finding my husband. So which one you want? The finance. You can give both of them if you want, but I was talking about the finances. We didn't talk about... We didn't talk about the husband. Well, okay, wait a minute. I might need to hear that one too. But yeah, correct I'm it. Correct it. I'm not finding my husband, so I, I have to correct myself. My husband is going to find me, but you know, in terms of being situated and being being placed and and, and things being timely, the things that I have to do. But I start with the finance. So, um, just real briefly, everybody, I had a credit card addiction. You know, some people are addicted to chocolate. Some people are addicted. Alcohol, weed—you know—I was addicted to credit cards, and I realized that I was. I could not pay my credit card bills without using them immediately. That's how I knew that not only was it it become like an addiction, but it became like I can't live without them. And so, um, I'm just gonna be honest, very transparent. So I, we talking credit card debt. We're not talking food debt. We're talking credit cards and, um, you know, um, I forget what they call them, but, but, but loan debt. Not, not involving food. I have racked up $91,000 debt. $91,000. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, $91,000? What about home? So... A few years ago, the Lord, the Holy Spirit said to me, if you would give up your purpose, like God told me, I will get you out. I will get you out. I couldn't see it. Now, that was before it got to 91. At that time, it was like, I was like, well, I can't see that. So I, I didn't, I was like, that's impossible. I'm telling God that that's impossible. And I that actually, number was, you said two years because you kind of went out. You said two years. Was that the number? It was either two or three. Okay. No, that's good. I just, it, you kind of dropped on that. So I just wanted to make sure that they heard. But I think heard. it was, yes. It was, okay. was going to get me out in two years. So five years ago, this is when I realized my debt was so bad. Five years ago, I had, this is what I was trying to become an administrator at that time. And I had dinner with my pastor and his, and his wife. And he told me that God was not going to allow me to become a Christian because he couldn't trust me. Woo! Like, what? what do you mean? I'm like, Bishop, why would you say that? And he said, 
dollars to run a school and he can't even touch with the hundreds of thousands of dollars that you did to manage your own life. Mm. And when he said when he said that, that made so much sense to me. I was like, hey, that does make a lot of sense because when you're a principal, you, you have a budget and you have to buy teachers out of that budget, paper out of that budget, you, you buy buy people, you buy things, you buy people. And like if if I can't be trusted with the money that he's giving me to run my little life, how could I be trusted on a whole conglomerate like a high school? Made sense to me he told me what I needed to do that you need to work on your finances right now. That's what that's what God wants to do. That was five years ago. So I just think we can try and work it out, but not how God told me. <laughs> you know, God has his way of, he wanted me to cut it off. And I'm like, cut it off, cut it off. And I'm like, God, okay. Um, so I continued and, and I racked up from that time, it was like 67,000 and then I racked up into the whatever, ending up, it became 91 so uh, years ago, after I, I just taking very very questions like I have, I have a doctorate, I have a very good job, um, and it's like there's no, I don't have any skills. So it's like, why am I this for? Like, wow, what is happening in my life? So then I said, you know what, you need to do what God so do. I had been using credit cards since I was 19 years old, so that was like very difficult to say from 19 to at that, at that time 45 years old, you know, you know I'm going to get the up and not have to So I entered a debt consolidation um, and they took all my credit cards, all of them. So all of them are, so for the first six months, I was very scared because like, when I paid this bill, like I had to pay this bill, whatever cash was left, but I had to make so um, the same year, I took a trip to uh, South Africa. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to South Africa on I'm like, he doesn't trust me. He doesn't trust me. Oh my God. You know, 
But I can understand why because I was making such idiotic, and that's what this word is, idiotic moves with money in my own personal life, then I can trust me when other people's jobs and the, the value of my self-check, get a, uh, a ouch, get a, oh my God, like from what you just shared. And so... And I, I cried. I want people to know, like, I cried when God told me that that's what I had to do. I was scared. I was scared. Like, I'll be honest, like, so when I would pay my credit card, I would then take one of them and fill up my tank with gas, take another one and go food shopping because like, there was no more cash left. So that's how I had to live. So, you know, um, if you stop, you're wondering, well, how do you know if you're addicted to them? Because you can't live without them. Like, I would have cash in my pocket, but I would still use my credit card because, you know, I feel like it was like a, a thicker, like a water. Wow. That's how I knew that I was addicted. When God said, when he said all of that stuff now, I cried. I really cried because I realized he was right. I finally realized he was right and there's no other way to do it but his way. Um, but I was still scared because I didn't know how he was going to provide them. You know, we, we talk about faith and blind faith. Mm. It's nothing like it. Like where you know, you know you're getting this check, but you look at how much you pay the bills and it's far outweighs how much you're getting coming in. It's it's scary. But he meticulously told me who to call, what to do, what to say. And I could I could cry now because God took me through He took me what to say, who to say once I got my check. How much to give this person? Like it was like, like the Holy Spirit was sitting right next to me, coaching me through everything. And I really needed that, and I really needed to know that I had Him like that. Some people don't know that He will get in business like that if you let I needed that because I didn't, I didn't want too many people to know how much I owe. So I didn't tell anybody like that. I don't want anybody to know, like, oh my God, you look that much? Like, what the hell are you doing? You know, right. But he got me through. Wow. Wow. And I'm so excited for you. And not only did he get you through, but like you said, you're about to get the keys, 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 keys to. So Probably. this is what happens. Like, we have to learn to be uncomfortable. Like, we have to learn to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. We have to learn to listen to him and be obedient to what he says because we don't know what he's preparing us for for the next and so had you not been like who knows where you would be with your whole administration and you probably wouldn't be getting keys right now and so it's so important and, and so I just pray that someone is like 
soak that up like you use it and it and it's gonna be difficult like you know dr bailey say it's not easy but he never said it was gonna be easy but he did say that we can do all things through him you know who strengthens us and so that's what we have to just lean and depend on that and so I don't know. Do you want to share the, the next one about, because that's new to me. I didn't know about the husband. Wow. Oh, wow. And we talk all the time. Like, I really thought you knew about that one. So I'm going I'm to say in the short effect, um, so everyone, I wrote uh, I wrote a book 11 years ago. You were already a wife long before the first day. And God told me to write that book. Um, it was a part of my healing, right? So in writing, in writing that book, also, like, I know I'm going to be married, right? I'm going to be married one day. So the process of writing the book, God told me 11 years ago to pray for my husband every day. Pray for your husband every day. So I did it for a while. And then I stopped because it got hard. What is this man I'm praying for? What is the problem? with the pray for because I don't know who he is, what he looks like, what his issues are, blah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I stopped. I stopped praying for my husband and a few months ago, not even, maybe maybe six, six or seven weeks ago, God brought it back to me through a woman who I just met. We were on a Zoom call 30, 40 people on the Zoom call. Now I know her, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I've gotten close to her. But for her to tell me this was like, wow. So she said, Dr. Bailey, I don't want them to think I'm crazy. She was like, but I was looking at you today and I felt like God was telling me I needed to tell you something. So I'm like, tell me what? Like, like I just kept looking at you all day. God kept saying, ask her, ask her, or tell her, tell her. And I was like, tell me what? So she said, you want to have children one day? You, know, you want children? I said, yes. She said, do you want to be married? I said, yes. So I started laughing. And she said, um, I hope you don't think something wrong. I said, stop apologizing. I said, because I thank you for your obedience. I said, because if it was anybody else coming to me, I wouldn't receive it. I said, but you don't know me like that. I said, you don't know, you don't know me like that at all. I'm like, I'm not dating anybody. And I said, I know that I will be married. I said, but based on God's word for granted, I know that I will be married, but I stopped paying for my own and I told her, God told me to pick my husband every day. But it gets hard. It's not as hard as I make it out to be. Because the Holy Spirit knows what he needs. And if I, if I if the Holy Spirit will tell me what he what I pray for, for him, for the move of God to start to happen in his life. And I'm and it's like I've asked the Lord, well, why am I praying for him and why eleven years? Like is it held up because I haven't been praying for whatever he is? Like, whatever. And the thing is, is I've been, uh, I'm like one of the youngest around my, my girlfriend. I've watched very, very, um, I have books on it. Second marriage, girlfriends, 
know, coming out of a marriage, girlfriends, kind of been away for a long time, like all of these different things that's happening in marriages. And it's like I, 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 I wonder if God is allowing me to pray for my husband ahead of time so that he will out with him and me so that he will have to deal with certain things in our marriage because prayer and God is going to begin are there going to be issues? Of course, because that's a part of the sleeping process. I watched my mom and dad um, and their marriage, and what I've learned um, from people who've been married, I, I, I know a couple married six, eight years. Like, to know someone that has been married for as, as, as long as my mother has been on this earth, you know, to listen to them, they, they talk about how marriage is constantly changing and constantly changing at the same time. So the only one that you're going to be 10 years now, husband or your baby is going to be 10 years now, is the Lord. So bring him into your union ahead of time. Even before you know who he is. So that's where I'm at. That's where I'm coming back to. So I make sure every day, and I have to be honest, like, I might skip a day, like, I might get on Saturday or whatever, <laughs> like, but every day I'll make sure that I stay prepared for my husband, um, because I'm being obedient to God, that's what he told me, but what purpose, it will be revealed when it's time for it to be revealed. but for now, I just want to be obedient to God, what he says to do, because... Um, my husband, while he while he's out there, without me, you know, the person that is supposed to keep his head covered, I don't, you know, I don't know what he's going. Through, but what I do know is, I know the one, and I'm gonna pray to pray for him. Whatever he's going through, he'll get through it. So that when it's time for him to recognize, he'll recognize. And while I'm out here doing what I got to do, because I got to, you know, I got to live and I got to work, I just want my husband um, to come into who he's supposed to come into. And I want the same for myself. So as I'm praying for him, God isn't just working for him, he's working on me too. Because a lot of things that the Holy Spirit has coming of me praying for, it's like, well, I need to pray for that for me too. And mm -hmm. so I'm praying on those things for me too. So... You know, um, I pray that that my marriage will also reach my glory. It's not just for me. I want to reach the benefits, but I want my marriage to get my glory. And if I want my marriage to get my glory, then I, I, I'm legend to give it to him right now, even though I don't know who it is. Yes. That's awesome. Amazing. I'm excited for you. And y'all, I mean, everybody know that I love love. So I'm just like, I'm so excited. And when that day comes, like, I am just like, I'm going to be doing the um, running man for you. Like, I'm going to be. <laughs> yes, honey. No, I'm going to have somebody. I'll be like, you got to get, you got to get the freak of the mic. Give her the mic. So <laughs> how many minutes you got? You got three minutes. You got five minutes. Give her the mic. <laughs> She's seen yes. a lot of transitions, so we got to give her the money and let her stay. Yes, absolutely. So with yeah. that, what what advice can you give um, the audience or give someone that, you know, about giving up something 
or doing something difficult, you know, to get to that next that God has for them. Like, you know, what advice or what, you know, just like you said, you had to give up your your credit cards. This this is how you were living for all these years. So like what advice? Because there may be somebody right now who's God has told them, OK, I need you to do this. And they're really struggling and they want to do it. It's so funny because I read the scripture this morning about Paul when he says, you know, we I want to do what is right, but I just don't do it. And so it's kind of the same thing. Like someone could be facing that right now. Like they really want to do it and they just are having a hard time. So what advice could you give them? Wow. Um You gotta, you gotta sit down. I keep a journal. I keep a journal. So whatever, whatever it is, you have to do some reflection. And for me, the reflection is, I know what I have. Like, I know that this rag is tangible. I know that it is, you know, a dingy lavender color. You know, I, I know this. But what I don't know is what God has to give me, the promises of God. I could take this, this, this rag and I could, you know, use it all. Or I'll give a better, I'll give a better example. I'm holding a check right here. This check is, is I'm holding a check right now that I'm going to deposit. I'm here. I know what this check is, is worth. I know that this could be used for an exact amount. But when God tells me to give part, and, I, and, and focus on the word give, when he tells me to give part of this text was to do something with it, I know that whatever I am giving to him for him to do, I know that it is going to be bigger than the amount that's actually going to be for the it's the same thing with whatever God is telling you to give up. Okay? Like, there's another thing I have to give up. Like, I have a really, really, I have a habit of, I, I love onions. Like, onions is like, right? And it did you me, say fun? Did you say funions? Yes, girl. I said funions. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. So I will take my last $10 and I will go back buy two bags of onions because that is like my happy season. And but they're making me sick. They're mm. actually yeah, they're actually making me sick. It's something with the season and the stomach and this and that. So I know that I have to not break away from them peace. Like I have to give I have to actually give it up for my health, right? And so I gave up eating meat. I don't eat meat. All I eat is all I eat is fish. So I gave up all this stuff. And this one thing I hold it on to, I want everybody to know, like, you, whatever you have that God is telling you, don't think that I am, I've arrived. Like, I still, it's like he took something and he's taking something else. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give something else up. It's like, God, Lord, don't take my fun. I have this running joke with the Lord. I say, Lord, I'm not out there chasing men. I'm not out there smoking weed. I'm not out there, like, I'm not out there doing a whole lot of other things. Like, you really gonna take my phone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, really, you really gonna take my phone? 
working, some of you might be able to, you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta walk it out with God. You know, if it's cigarette, you know, some of us still smoke. You know, I don't smoke, but some of us. So some of the things still smoke. That's a struggle. You know, you you have to ask God to give you the courage and the spirit, and then you you gotta do it. So for me, I journal, and when I journal, I go back and I reflect. If I'm the same place that I was like six months from now, it's like you didn't grow. Ooh. And you a, a, a whole year about to go by. Like for me, that's not that's not good enough because the promise of God is for whosoever lives. So if the promise of God is much stronger than what the hope is for to, then you're you're fully not trusting him. Mm. And you're on the gift that God has for you. And it's like, you know, people have heard about doom in heaven. And the woman has, that has all the gifts. And when I get to heaven and I open my room, I don't want any gifts to be on the shelf. I want to be in a place where I have, I ask God for every gift that he already has in heaven. I want it here on earth. Mm. I, I want it here. I want it here. But part of it means I have to trust and I have to give up things. And I have to sometimes walk away from people. Like, it might be the best friend in high school, but is that best friend trusting uh, over or keeping you back? And so, so there are reasons for lifetime for all kinds of things in our life. And we have to get to a point in God where we, where we are so comfortable giving that to us. Like, you know what, Lord, you can have it. I'm good. You can have it. Because I trust enough that what you have on the other side is greater. It's mm. greater. And, and, and so in terms of how, you know, each person has to figure out their own how. But being a reflective person, you're not a reflective person. Become a reflective person. Whether it's daily or weekly or monthly, you need to sit back and you need to ask yourself and go what have you done to trust and move yourself forward? If you're still stagnant, you're going to be stagnant when you're 16 to 18 years old, and you will not have, you will not have given yourself the opportunity to do everything that God has for you. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force you to take it. He's not. Mm. Okay, with not having it, that's the thing. Because somebody else will not. And then those same things you say, oh, man, why, why her? Why he get sick? Yeah, because he wasn't necessary in order for him to get it. Mm. It's, it's about going through the work. And having an accountability partner is key. If you, need, if you can't do it by yourself, have an accountability partner. That's someone that you're going to talk to that's going to encourage you. Yes, we can encourage ourselves. But sometimes we are not at that point. And so for me to get to this point and become sensible, I had to get myself an accountability person. There was someone that I talked to every month that I had to have work show them that I did this, what I did. And I didn't want to disappoint them because he cared about me that much so much intimately that I I didn't want to disappoint him. Sometimes I disappoint me, but I didn't want to disappoint him. So he is best on this 
outside of being told the last minute. But because he was so good and he was the pass out, I didn't want to go. So people are talking accountability right Someone that's going to fight you, but someone that's going to be real for you, knock it off. Yes, I Absolutely. You know I believe in that. I mean, listen, I you definitely got to have some accountability partners. So it's for sure. It's for sure. So I I wanna know, like, so now that you have this wonderful school that she is a principal, she says she's about to get the keys, keys, keys. Like, what are your goals and your visions for um the arts academy at Benjamin Rush? Like what what do you see happening? Um, and I know this may be, you know, a, love, a, 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 a tough one because it's, let me just say, what do you see your goals and visions for, I don't know, the, one of the first things that you want to do when you get there? Because I know you're just getting there, so it's going to take some time. But what is one of the first things that you want to do? I, oh, gosh, I definitely want to start um, right off the bat building relationships building relationships with him. Um, but I've already started team with the students, with the, with the parents, with the community. Um, I'm a visionary. So my long-term goal for the, for my school is to be the epitome of what equity looks like in the school district. I want, we, we don't have, so the school right now is predominantly female. It's predominantly um, white. Um, I want it to be a school that is definitely more uh, of color. Um, I want males. It's like, what's up with the males not not being um, not being entrenched in the arts? And so I want to make this more attractive young men. Um, and those are really some of my initial goals, really, you know, reach out in West Philadelphia and North Philly, you know, and let people know that they have a place that wants them if they want to come. And that, you know, um, the, the, this, this particular part, there are, there are a couple cultures of the arts in Philadelphia, but where Rust is, sometimes I think people know enough about it. Like, I've been missing my school. It's like, oh, the middle school is like, it hasn't been in, in like over 25 years. So, I want people to know that bus that bus is a that is a theory of all of, of all forms of life and that you're going to you're going to love. not tolerate but love. And mm -hmm. That is that is something that I always wanted. That's something that I had at one particular time. And I want to make sure that every student that passes my school from now on, that they, that they know that they were loved. You're not going to get everything you want, but you definitely be heard. And you know when you walk in and out of that school that my sister, they actually love me. Not, not just there, but we love you. 
And so with everything that that means, you always have a place to come back to. And I don't think a lot of people can say that about me. I, I'm loved with my son. So it's, a, it's something that I say it, but I want kids to be able to say it. Oh, I, I love my son and my son loves me. Mm-hmm. That's not something that people say now. I want my kids to Mm, that's awesome. That's awesome. 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 All right. Well, I always ask everyone this question: um, What does prayer mean to you? Prayer. Prayer. That's the rest. Prayer. <laughs> prayer is everything. Like when I don't pray, I feel very. I feel like, you know how you feel when you're hungry? Um, that's how, when I don't pray, that's how I feel, but I don't feel. It's like, I don't feel right. I feel empty. Something is missing. And if I haven't spent real time praying, and I'm not talking about like, you know, because I pray every day, but sometimes it's like the drop triggers. No, but if I really haven't spent time praying, um, it's, it's, it's going to create a problem for me later. God told me that I need to be there for August. August 1st, August 1st birthday. So for August, August 2nd, everyone starts coming back and visiting, right? So I, I'm like, okay, I need to fast. And I, he, I knew that a three-day fast was coming um, because it's time to go back to that serious prayer time without um, because of what I'm going into. And not that it's, it's something to be afraid of, but it's something because so many people listening to me, I have to be very aware and very sensitive to not what they say, what they don't say. And only the Holy Spirit can tell me that. And so in order to get to that level, I have to go there in my prayer life before I go before them. And so this is God's way of getting me ready so that I will be able to hear them without hearing them. I'll be able to hear them because they'll be speaking to say that they don't know that he is going to be fighting. So this is, this, is, this is like, okay, Lord, this is real. Like, you take me to a whole other level of being able to because they don't know me yet. So they don't know how I'm going to take it or how I'm going to receive it. So he wants me to hear it and be able to understand and know what they need. That's, 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 that's the first time I ever heard that.
prayer is not just about asking God for something, about in a place like People think prayer is all about you talking to God, also God talking to you. A conversation is two ways. It's not just you talking. So during your prayer time and in your prayer life, you come to My email, my cell address 
phd at gmail.com. And so make sure you guys, if you are in the Philadelphia area, like she said, an administrator and want to have any questions, she's more than willing to help you to sit down and chit chat with you. So and make sure you get the book as well. All right, Toya, I thank you, thank you, thank you thank for you. this thank time you. with me. Yes, you yes, all, yes. You all made me feel better. Thank you all for making me feel better, for lighting my spirit today. <laughs> yes, we got rid of that, the, the spirit. And that. <laughs> but wait, did you see? And and then the, the, the thing, when I tell you my computer, I have done so many interviews. I do not know what happened. It literally froze. Like I could, I couldn't even turn it off. I was trying to hit Control Alt Delete, like to reset. It wouldn't do nothing, but it's okay because we still got it done. That is so weird. I've never, in all of the interviews that I have done, experienced that. So this is definitely an anointed interview. Like something big is gonna come from this interview. So I appreciate it. I thank you, thank you, thank you for sitting down with your girl, Georgette, a.k.a. The Preaker. And y'all know what I always say. I am out. I will catch y'all on the next episode. Deuces! Lord, put your prayers up. Prayers up. Yeah, prayers up. Blessings from the Lord, put your prayers up. Prayers up. Prayers up. Blessings from the Lord, put your prayers up. It's your girl, Georgette, a.k.a. The Preaker, and stay tuned for some outtakes. Deuces! going to be blessed. Somebody is going to be blessed, and the enemy yes. does not want Thank God for technology. Listen here, okay? You got to make sure you have more than you got to have your technology, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you. Okay.